Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Love that chicken for Popeyes. Just saw a commercial for Popeyes chicken. Can't get the jingle out of my head. Man, their commercials are insane, by the way. I'm watching right now them dip these crispy chicken nuggets into this. I think it's ranch. It looks like jizz. But hasn't that always been the case with ranch? You're always like, it looks a little too jizzy for my taste. And then the... The guy behind the counter is like, I swear it's not cum, it's ranch. And you're like, I was joking, but now that you had to go out of your way to say it, it's making me feel like I'm going to be a Roscoe's guy. Um, Hey, guys. Happy Sunday. Happy end of the week. Looking forward to a new week, a new chapter in 2021. More memories to make, more stories to unfold, more things to discover about yourself in this new post-Trump era. Uh, I am in Austin, Texas, doing some shows, doing a podcast, and then it's off to Nashville, Tennessee for more of the same, and then back to Seattle to shut it down for a bit. But uh, Austin is one of those cities that, from the get-go, I remember being in Dallas for uh, truly the, when COVID hit, I was there in March a year ago, uh, coming up on the, anniversary of when things shut down and I was getting off stage and people were canceling shows left and right and I was like I'm gonna finish my shows tomorrow because I feel like I'm not gonna be doing this for a a hot minute and uh and that was the case but uh Dallas shortly after I remember talking to some young comics out there that were like yeah we're still doing sets it's not really a thing here I mean I remember I was elbowing people giving them the the elbow the social distant elbow post-show and uh, I remember this one guy was like, what are you, gay? That's gay, man. I was like, dude, I wasn't trying to jerk you off with my elbow. I was just giving you a post-show, you know, <laughs> sign of gratitude. But, you know, that type of thinking you just can't get in the way of. That's a freight train running towards homophobic avenue, and you just, you know, you get out of the way. So um, Austin has, uh, you know, they're more progressive than that, but they're open. And did some shows and then, you know, had some drinks at a bar next door, masked, took it off to drink, put it back on, took some shots, took this one shot called like a Triple J, Jameson, Jack, and Jose Cuervo. I rather would have drank in, that's a bad sentence, I would have rather sucked on, nope, I would have rather guzzled, hey, I would have eaten a ranch cum bucket, there we go, (laughs) then... Uh, than smelling another ounce of that triple shot of no thanks. I don't know who decides in the uh, 
drinking world to combine certain uh, beverages, but that was just no, 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 and uh, and it probably caused my morning to be uh, the 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 way it was unfavorable. Took me a minute to get up, got to the gym, nice hotel gym. Woke me up, watched some football with my boy Joseph Faria, who I've uh, been a fan of from afar, but now had some time to chum it up with. And what a solid dude. And his, uh, his lovely girl is uh, just a – they're a great couple. It's, it's nice when you meet a cool couple that you go, you guys are great for each other. I'm glad that you're an item, right? Do people still say that? That feels like an old parent thing. They're an item. Yeah, they fornicate. They, you know, swap juices and – and sentiments, but they are an item, so it's adorable. Joe and I were having some good giggles over uh, <laughs> over uh, Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, face mask uh, chomping. He was definitely chewing on something. And look, he's a big dude, and we were just making fun of Andy Reid being like, can we hurry this up? I've got a celebratory chicken parm in the car. And we laughed at that sentence, and I said, this whole afternoon was worth it for that, for that laugh. And I love that. I love when you have such a hearty, unexpected, genuine chuckle over something that really just tickles you in the right way. And him impersonating Andy Reid with a mouthful of kettle corn, peanut butter, treats, you know, bagel bites, whatever have you, and and saying, can we hurry this up? I've got a celebratory chicken parm in the car (laughs) waiting for me in the car. Also such a funny idea that a coach has food in in his car waiting for him, and that's why he wants to hurry up with the game. If you uh, watch these games today, Tom Brady put on another show. And look, is he the best of all time? Probably. If you win seven Super Bowls and your seventh is with a team you just joined, that's pretty impressive. I don't know. Is it of all time? There's probably people with better stats. But what he's done is pretty phenomenal. And he, people hate on him. And why wouldn't you? You know, he's got it all. I love the uh, commentators, though. Joe Buck couldn't have been stroking his ego slash cock more during the game. He's like, Tom Brady, how do you how do you not love what this guy's done this year against all odds, COVID, the mask situation, being dealt a, a, a hard hand of haters when, when pictures of him kissing his son on the mouth popped up on the internet. You know, he's just constantly fighting adversity and proving – the 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 people who the doubters wrong and you know is he hot yeah is his wife hot yeah but i i think it i think more of tom when i think of her because he's hotter in my eyes and that's not what i'm talking about but he's covid and the joining a new team a new city he went from the it's a city to another city and he still wakes up with his with his great eyes and his cool abs and his fun pants that cover his probably sweet wiener and and he still plays football, and he does it at a high, hot level that is just so attractive to not just me and and my boner, but everybody who watches and fantasizes. I'm sorry, enjoys the the twinkle in his. And you wonder what is who massages this guy's butt, or I'm sorry, who who studies the playbook, you know, and and gets him ready. Who gets him? Who who takes care of him after he's ready? Who takes care of him post game? Is Giselle doing it? If not, somebody else would. You know, I don't know if that guy's in this booth, but look, he's just doing what he does, being great. And I would love to taste. Sorry, meet. Uh, uh, I fourth down for the for the Bucks coming up. 
But uh, I get it. I get the fandom. I get the, uh, you know, the amount of affection that these commentators show Tom because it is it's bonkers, and it's fun to watch. It's a cool story for football, and and really for the country. And let's be honest, um, we could use some sweet distractions right now. And I know some people like to, you know, play devil's advocate and go, well, things like sports are distractions from the real issues, the real emotions. But you know what? They're good for that, too. And everybody needs that. Everybody needs to step out of their own way for a minute and uh, and put on a different set of goggles and pretend everything's just fine. And it's going to be a great Super Bowl, you know? It's never been uh, played in the place where the home team, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the stadium for the team that plays there uh, during the season is actually in the game. So, I mean, he's going to finish the Super Bowl and get to go home and and sleep in his own bed and that's fucking rad and the two weeks leading up all the prep they'll get to be at their facilities and very cool very cool <laughs> there's nobody there but there's somebody there and i see you hey guys comedian adam ray here thanks for listening to the about last night podcast i hope you're enjoying the episode and i hope you're doing okay it's a crazy crazy time right now and if you're a little uneasy i get that and i've also got the answer Koi CBD. Say it with me. Koi CBD. Feels good. And it does feel good because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision. And I'll tell you this much. They're the best in the game. Okay. Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils, the bath bombs, make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and and just all sorts of it's amazing. Okay? It feels like drugs. And it's not, because it's CBD. So, if you want to get these amazing products, and I know you do, because they got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15, to get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now, back to the episode. So, congrats to uh, the Bucks and the Chiefs. Got a little chippy at the end of that game, which I love. More fights in football, please. I can't get enough of just the... Because the fight's never that crazy. Miles Garrett hit a guy with his helmet in the head, but apparently Mason Rudolph said some unflattering remarks that were in the uh, racist department, which, by the way, yeah. And Joe and I looked him up. We were like, remember when he said... uh, Or Miles Garrett said that Mason Rudolph said some racist things, and that's why Miles Garrett tried to take his head off with his helmet? And then we were like, yeah, his name's Mason Rudolph. He's a rich kid from Pittsburgh. And then we look it up. Oh, he's from South Carolina. Hello, racist capital of the world. People there don't think everyone's the same. So, hey, that's the time to let one fly. But uh, I love the chippiness, the pushing. They're also trying to kill each other. It's funny when the refs throw flags like, hey, try to kill these guys with grace. Take it down a notch. Be be violently, you know, be be." Be be kind in your violence. Try to kill that guy, but don't be a dick about it. Um, excited to go to Nashville. Haven't been in quite some time. The last time I was there was beefaroni sheets. Remember that story? 
Type in Adam Ray Kings of Leon story on YouTube, and you'll get an amazing animated seven-minute story of when I partied with the Kings of Leon, got too fucked up, and stole beefaroni from a hotel snack lounge. Yep. And then spilled pasta sauce on the bed. They thought it was blood, yada, yada, yada. Um, but uh, Nashville has a lot to offer musically, comedically, foodly. So going to do some pods, going to do some shows, and, uh, and then head back up to Seattle in preparation for my February 5th extravaganza. Big virtual show, February 5th. I've been posting all about it, but, man, get your tickets. Dana Carvey, Adam Devine, Joel McHale, Eliza Schlesinger, Sue Bird, Thomas Lennon, Ron Funches, Joey McIntyre, The Head and the Heart, The Goo Goo Dolls, and more to come. All to benefit Northwest Harvest, a uh, Seattle food bank that I love. And it's a big virtual show that you get to watch live on February 5th from the comfort of your own home. Smoke your blunts, drink your drinks, put the kids in the garage, or let them watch. It's going to be a blast, and I can't wait. It's going to be a 90-minute show, probably longer. And, uh, and it's all for a good cause. 15 bucks. Go to RushTix.com, type in Adam Ray and Friends, and, uh, and get a ticket. And spread the word, man. You know, everybody gets something out of this. You get to laugh for a good cause, and it's affordable. 15 bucks. Most of these people on the show are $50 tickets by themselves. So that's really a great, a great deal. Um, and uh, Young Rock comes out on February 16th. I can't say who I'm playing yet. Hopefully The Rock maybe does a post about it soon, which will be dope. But uh, this show is sweet, about his life. Very cool uh, story just with being around his, his pops and, and all these great wrestlers and going to college. And, and just it's, there's a, a killer family element to his story that I uh, didn't know about. So it was cool to get to find that out through chatting with him and then, uh, and then reading the scripts. And uh, NBC is doing the show February 16th. So check that out. Set your DVRs. Um, I had something funny happen yesterday on the way to the show where a uh, homeless guy, which was nice to see a homeless guy live standing up in LA. They're all hibernating in their tents and it's, it sucks and it's sad and it sucks when you see them up and about, you just, you don't feel as bad. Cause you're like, Oh, it's, you know, this guy's up and, uh, you know, starting his day, you know, or night. It was the end of the night. And, uh, which, by the way, when you hear about people that are, like, robbing homeless people, what the fuck? I mean, maybe it's other homeless people, but who's going up to a, a, a homeless guy being like, give me all your dirty socks? Like, what the fuck? What are you trying to get out of that exchange? So this guy's standing up, and he, uh, you know, he says, hey, you, you got any change? Which, at this point, who still has change, by the way? If you're a bum, you need a card reader, some sort of swiping mechanism. Hey, man, I take debit. Say that. So uh, he goes, you got any change? I go, no. And before I can continue past him and be fully out of his line of sight, he goes, how about a cheeseburger? <laughs> and I stopped in my tracks and started laughing. And I go, man, I wish, but definitely not. And then I thought, uh, well, now I need to go home and take a look in the mirror and ask myself, what about this from top to bottom? Adam Ray says I have cheeseburgers in my pockets probably. <laughs> and also, assuming that they're cheese, how do you know they're not just burgers? This guy was like, this guy's got cheese on those things. Or maybe he was offering. Maybe he was like, cheeseburger? Now that I got your attention with the whole can I have some change move, I'd like to tell you about my cheeseburger business. <laughs> Hi, sharks. Tired of walking on the street and not having a cheeseburger at any moment? Well, introducing cheeseburger pants. 
the regular pants with cheeseburger stuffed in the pockets. Burger pockets. That was my nickname in high school. Burger pockets. BP. The original BP. <laughs> but, you know, open with cheeseburger. Assuming that's what the money's for, for food. Open with cheeseburger. Hey, you got a cheeseburger? No, man, but I love your hustle. And I like that you just boldly asked for that. And you're specific. But he got the order wrong. Money, then cheeseburger. That's like if you get to know a girl and you're like, you want to adopt a kid someday and then fuck? Um, by the way, if you're going to adopt a kid with someone, you definitely should have had sex, right? In fact, that's got to go down before you start a family. But maybe not. <coughs> Some people are old-fashioned. Um, the show was fun. It, uh, I was going to do shows with Chappelle. And Joe Rogan, and that got uh, postponed because Dave got COVID, but I hear he's doing okay, and that is wonderful because, uh, you know, again, nobody is immune from this virus, and, and people that, look, you don't want anybody to get it, but uh, there's certain voices that we have that you, we need, and Dave Chappelle is a 1,000% one of those guys that we need as long as possible, you know, because... Uh, Comedy is, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. They were like, is comedy different now? Is it tougher? Is it I'm like, no, it's just people have gotten more sensitive and have tried to censor comedy and decide. There's more people trying to decide what's acceptable. And um, guys like Dave just don't give a fuck and push the envelope. And you need people that are that well-liked and that popular and that famous and that uh, sharp and thoughtful to be able to say things that not everybody thinks or wants to hear. You, and, you, and he does it on a consistent basis, and you need that, you know? Only a handful of people like that. Tony Robbins can't be up there dropping N-bombs and, and just saying everything he thinks. Tony Robbins does strike me as a guy that could do stand-up, though. Charismatic as fuck. He also is a little terrifying. You know, I think if I saw him at a grocery store, I'd probably, like, hide. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but... Tony Robbins, I mean, I think he's like 6'8". I want to say he's like, he's like 210, which, look, if he's 6'8", he should be like 260. But I feel like he's just deceivingly big, like in the shoulders, but like tiny waist and just fucking jacked. Like a kangaroo. He's the kangaroo of people. <laughs> By the way, when I was in Australia shooting the Young Rock show and fed kangaroos, they're... I don't think I fully discussed how fucking big. And my uh, lovely tour guide, Akane, was like, they grew up here. So they're like, they're used to being around people. They're chill. They're old. I'm like, uh, them being old doesn't make me less afraid. Because I've played pickleball with guys in their 70s that are like elbowing you in the dick and whispering anti-Semitic shit to you under the boards. So age ain't nothing but a number. But these roos were jacked, and I'm, you know, pretending to spoon one of them as close as I could for a video that's on my Instagram, which is hilarious because I pretend to be asleep and wake up, and one of the kangaroos sits up with me and turns his head to the camera the exact time I do and then lays back down the exact time I do, and it's fucking hilarious. But they're jacked, and I was like, what if, what if one just feels my presence behind him and, and, like, just, you know, abruptly headbutts me backwards or, you know, does, like, the donkey kick and, and just thrust his knee into into my stomach i mean again i don't know what these creatures are capable of so it's uh it's unsettling to be around them and when they do stand up 
holy shit. It just, you have that quick flash of, man, if this guy charges me, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. I'd, I'd probably try to punch him or kick him or, or I'd, I think I'd wrap him up like a football player and try to tackle him. How many people right now are like, does this guy think about fighting kangaroos a lot? Because I definitely had a game plan uh, shortly after I left the sanctuary. I was like, all right, next time I go, if one comes at me, what am I doing? And then you go through the options, you know. It's like when the homeless guy, uh, and not to get back to, to homeless guys, but when I um, had my car broken into uh, right before I went to the Adam Carolla show, it was about two months ago, and I was in L.A., parked outside the laundromat and uh, or the dry cleaners, and uh, a crazy guy who'd been causing a ruckus at the CVS just walked behind me, and I just hear the back of my car windshield just smash. And I was like, did somebody run into me? The car didn't shake. And then somebody comes along the uh, left side of the car where I'm sitting in the driver's seat and banged the window with his fist and then thrusted the hammer in my direction but kept walking. And I was like, oh, he smashed the back with a hammer. That was crazy because, first of all, a a homeless guy with a hammer is scary. It's, you know, you're you're a little less terrified because it's not a gun or a knife, but a hammer can do some damage. And, uh... And he smacked the back of the windshield. And I was like, fuck, fuck. And then when he came up to the driver's side window, I thought, if he smashes the window, do I, here's, here's what went through my head. Do I stick my hand out and grab his neck? Do I open the door really hard and try to like, you know, pop him off and then get out and tackle him and grab the hammer? If he comes at me, do I fucking do some sort of roundhouse kick? Do I go to the ground and try to just take his legs out? And the last thought I had is, uh, is, do I put it into drive and take him out? But that's like, you got to, that, if that is even an option, it's either number one or not at all. Nobody, nobody has that, like, maybe I put it in drive and kill him, you know, because uh, that's crazy. But uh, so that, that was never going to happen. Because as soon as I thought about that, I was like, I don't have the balls. I don't have, to, you know. That's also, that's aggressive. He breaks the thing with a hammer. You don't come at him with your car. That's fucking, there's good people on both sides. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem, anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what, if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide, And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. 
You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more, uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some, uh, some, some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional, and above all, it's affordable. All right, it's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. My car got broken into in Las Vegas too when I was out there doing shows. They stole my Theragun, some weed, and my shoes. Out of those three, which one do I miss the most? The Theragun. Shoes are shoes. Um, weed is, it was a lot of weed. It was a couple hundred dollars worth of weed I bought to take to Vegas and Arizona. And it was gone just like that. Probably a blessing in disguise. Helped uh, curb the habit for a minute. But uh, I've been getting into edibles more. Which, by the way, I took five melatonin gummies before I started this. So if I start to... Um, do what I just did. <laughs> That's why. But uh, it's only ten o'clock here. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to call it early. You know, it's eight o'clock on the West Coast. But uh, I'd like to get up and crush the day tomorrow. Um, so that's it. That's what's happening here. And melatonin gummies are fun. I enjoy Nyquil better because you get a little bit of a high before you pass out. And if you stay up on Nyquil, that's when you start like, you know, tweeting it. Fucking Dr. Oz or, you know, DMing Katy Perry and sending her a YouTube link to your stand-up. Did I do that? No. Did I DM her when I was in New York like eight years ago and tell her to come to my show? Yeah. Did she respond? No. Did it hurt me? Of course. Um, but that's that's what uh, social media is for, the accessibility. It's how The Rock and I connected over Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle, which, by the way... In the UK, one of her candles they just came out with exploded. And, uh, which is very funny that a vagina candle exploded. And I wanted to post, but it was on uh, Martin Luther King Day and it didn't seem appropriate to, to post real silly shit like this, like this. But I wanted to post and be like, hey, The Rock, it's the year anniversary, by the way. Since he commented on the uh, vagina candle thing that I tagged him in and said, hey, there should be a candle that smells like your balls. And then he commented and he followed me and the rest is history. But uh, I wanted to post the vagina candle exploded. Coincidentally, people would pay for a penis rock candle to explode all over them. But I didn't post it because I didn't think it was. <laughs> I thought it was in poor taste, you know, Um but that's crazy. A year. Isn't that nuts? It's been a year since that post and that started. What a, a bonkers thing to happen. That is the power of social media. Um, oh, boy. The Big Bang Theory just came on. I've never seen this show. Arguably considered one of the uh, biggest sitcoms of all time. 
think their ratings are through the roof. These kids were making a million an episode towards the end, which I think only like Seinfeld and Friends did. But it just is so, I don't get it. I don't know. They're all just real nerdy kids that are like eating salads and talking about space. You got the kid from Roseanne eating Chinese food right now. You got some diversity in here with the Indian kids real funny. Kaylee Cuoco's funny. I don't know though. I don't get it. I don't get it. I would watch uh I would watch Dr. Pimple Popper right now, but I don't know. <laughs> some of those episodes are a little too real. How do these people live with like extra shoulders for like 25 years and then they're like all right now i'll get it fixed jesus christ think about what could have what you could have done what what sort of jobs you could have had i mean there are places like target that don't discriminate against like body deformities like someone's like i've got a nose where my chin's supposed to be and they're like cool here's a red polo you start on monday and i dig that about target they don't discriminate against any sort of weird unique uh, you know, mutations. That being said, if you've got two shoulders on one shoulder or a foot drooping from your ear, you gotta, you gotta get that figured out. <laughs> you know, it would be great if a guy came in, he was a conjoined twin and he had another guy attached to him. And he's like, you, can you pop this? And he's like, it's, I'm your brother. It's me, Danny. What are you doing? He's like, shut up, Kevin. He's so annoying. Can you pop it? She's like, I, you want me to kill your brother? It, he's not a guy. It's just an extra, it's a big, it's a talking zit. <laughs> Some of those things are crazy. And she loves it. She's got a sick, you can't be Dr. Pimple Popper and not get a little turned on from some of the pus buckets, the pus buckets, buckets of pus, which I think are playing Coachella next year. She loves it. She's like, ooh, look at all that. Look at that juice. Look at that brown oozy. And you're like, God. Fucking, I'm looking at it. You don't have to describe it, too. It's like, mmm, yum, 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 yum. Like, fucking gross. But, you know, you see so much of it, it probably just, she's immune to the uh, the nastiness. And she probably, you know, but this is why people watch. They come in with these just giant, uh, this one guy looked like it was like a fucking nipple on his lower back, like a giant, and she popped it, and like every, everything he'd had for breakfast in 1989 came out of that thing. <laughs> It was so gross, but you can't look away. Somebody told me I should watch a show called, I think it's Thousand Pound Sister. I can't do those shows, man. It's too sad. Too sad. I tried to get into Strange Addiction once, where it was like a girl was like, I can't start my day unless I eat a bar of soap. And I was like, what? Yeah, soap. Try it. It's not that bad, actually. I'm like, well, it looks, it's bad for you. And there's, it's, it's actually not. It's actually healthier than a neutral game bar. I don't know if that's right. But yeah, these I think my lucky stars when I go, man, I might not be perfect. I'm a little spazzy, some sometimes clumsy. You know, I'm not good at math, but at least I don't want to like suck toes or eat soap before I get going in the morning. You know, at least at least I got that going for me. Oh, I was home in Seattle before I came uh down to LA to shoot that TV show, which was awesome by the way. I shot with Gene Smart who uh, Designing Women, Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, look up her IMDb. She's been in everything. She's a gangster of an actress and just a real pro. And she plays this uh, uh, comedian that was like popular in the 70s. And uh, she's 
develops this cool relationship with this younger comic that she kind of hates and uh it's it's really cool. It's from the guys who did Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec and The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it's HBO Max. And I play a douchey comedian typecasting, and I had a couple really great scenes, and they were really fun. And um, anyway, it's cool just to to shoot. And I I just love acting so much. I just it really I, I just I man, I wish I could be doing it all the time. You know, I say that I've said that stand up podcasting. I love I love it's all synonymous. But man, I came to LA to act and. Um, and I just love it. The the crew, the family vibe, the collaborativeness. I just love it. And uh, But I was back uh, in uh, Seattle before that, and I walked into the bathroom, and I have to remind my five-year-old nephew to flush the toilet. He's a dum-dum. And I go, hey, man, these are things you just you have to do at this point in life. Like, you got the five, congrats. You can count. You're sweet. You're still kind of a monster. You torture your, your sister's. You eat too much food. You you hide stuff. You're you're a little fuckface, but you're sweet. But you gotta flush the toilet. Things like that at five just have got to be happening in your routine. So I heard him in the bathroom, and I go flush the toilet. I come back a little bit later, and I go in there, and there's just a giant surprise waiting. I mean, there's a giant shit too. At five, this kid is just I don't know what he's eating. Just fucking just. <laughs> full sausages and cakes but it was a big shit and I walk out I go him and my nieces are watching TV they're 11 year old girls and I go who left the giant poo in the toilet and they all kind of my nieces don't even look at me which in hindsight they were both just like we're 11 do you really are you really trying to insinuate that at 11 we didn't flush our fucking shit so I go message received I turn to my five year old nephew I go hey Jackson why'd you leave the poo and he goes what and that told me right there. <laughs> it was all over his face. Not the poo, the, the guilt. He was just like, what? what? So what happened? So he heard me. He knew. I've also called him out for stuff like that before. And he tried to play it off. And I go, was it you? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Which is like, I kind of applaud the, the uh, you know, the commitment to just, I don't, is that, I don't, I don't even think I've pooed today. I When's the last time I pooed? Let's see, 20, carry the one, 60. It was you, dude. So I made him go in and flush it. I was about to do it for him, and then I was like, actually, you know what? Get the fuck up. Go in there and flush your, sh- flush your shit, man. And I had to give him a little talk. I go, dude, you got to do this, man. You can't be the kid that doesn't flush. Brushing your teeth is one thing, not flushing. And he's like, okay. I was like, dude, please, flush all the time. I go, what are you going to do when you poo next time? He goes, uh, look at it. Tell my friends how cool my poo was. No, dude, what are you going to do after that? Uh, wash my hands. Before that, uh, get all the pee out. Yeah. Um, play Fortnite? No, dude. Flush your poo. Gotta flush. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's some sort of sign or precursor to to a a later behavior in life, but I don't know. What does it mean? There's gotta be some sort of psychic that can be like, if he doesn't poo, that means he's gonna get a DUI when he's 30. (laughs) Well, it was an exciting week uh, and excited for the week ahead. I hope you guys are too. I'm going to Nashville. Going to do some shows at Zany's with Rob Schneider. Going to do Nate Bargatze's podcast. Uh, one of the funniest dudes out there. And uh, some exciting podcast news coming at you. The Sean Kemp episode is getting edited uh, and just polished up and for you to enjoy, which I can't wait. Melissa McCarthy app will be dropped very soon. And uh, and more, more surprises coming, so... 
Stay tuned. Stay active. Keep following. Keep spreading the good love. Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. My crowd work album, I'll take it from here, is all uh, available in all your audio spots. Young Rock, February 16th, NBC. Check it out. And, uh, and more tour dates popping up. Austin and Dallas and San Antonio hitting Texas in March. So, uh, so come out and see me. Uh, writing up a storm. Tons of new jokes. And uh, it just feels good to be on stage. Yeah, I miss it big time. The consistency for sure. So we'll be back there soon. LA will figure it out. We'll get vaccined up. And, uh, and we'll be back, uh, back to normal sooner than you can say. Bucket of pus. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy your guys' week. Have a great night uh, or day. Whenever you're getting to this. Some people listen right away when it comes out. Some people take their time. They got other pods in the rotation, so I appreciate you keeping us in there. All right? Um, should I take a couple more gummies? Let's do it. This would be seven gummies. Is that too many? I'll take one more. Good night, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.